This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is the late show. Henry's got a night off. Steve Thompson in. You normally hear me on Saturdays. And then I fill in occasionally for Henry here on News Talk. Hey, 3 wcco Chris Tubbs is our producer. There is a lot going on. It led the news at 6. It's led the news all day. And this morning, getting ready to go to work in my full-time job in the printing business, and uh, hanging out with my daughter before she went to her job. Uh, the youngest still lives at home. That's that's cool. Um, we got the old breaking news sounder. It's like, uh-oh. That, that always gets your attention. And then to hear that Brittany Griner was freed is, is certainly a, a gigantic story. And we will talk more about that later in the program. We've talked about it all day here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. And we'll, we'll get into that in in more detail on the program. And I think that there's been a fair amount of hand-wringing over about, you know, what about the other guy who's in custody, Paul Whalen, uh, former Marine, uh, works as a... A security lead for a private company, and he has been detained coming up on four years in Russia. And there are a lot of people. The the quick thought, and we'll get into this in more detail later on in the hour, is if Putin is not willing to give up Whalen at this point in time and says, you want Brittany Griner back, um, you, you, you get... Uh, you get the scumbag, you get the international arms dealer, the bad guy from central casting, and you get Griner back. And I think in that situation, uh, the United States takes the deal with the idea that they're still working to get Paul Whalen out. It's not like they've given up and they're going to move on. I, I'm sure the negotiations to win their freedom, I, I don't think in this circumstance the United States holds any cards whatsoever. They they make the deal, they give up the scumbag, and, you know, I'm not particularly thrilled about that. It sounds like this is a real bad guy. A real, real bad guy. But you get Brittany Griner home, and now you work on Waylon and other Americans that are being held overseas, whether it's Russia or beyond that that work continues. I have faith in that. And I think, like Waylon's family, you celebrate the release of Griner and then hope that they're able to make progress and win the freedom of Paul Whalen. But 
we'll, we'll, we'll delve into that more a little bit later on. Some of the local sports headlines. Really not a lot of news on the Twins front, and we will heat up the hot stove a little bit later on. We'll go to the site of the winter meetings. Our good friend Scott Miller will join us from San Diego. He was there, ground zero. A uh, lot of money has been spent. Uh, are the Twins going to spend some money? Are they going to land Carlos Correa? We will get into that on the program tonight for sure. Uh, right out of the gate, Timberwolves and Wild are idle. One team got the W. Another didn't. We'll start with the Timberwolves last night. And I, I would say for the Timberwolves, minus Carl Anthony Towns, and I said this the night I was sitting in for Henry that night, when when Cat went down, there's still enough talent on this team to grind out wins. That all is not lost. You, you say, well, if he's going to be out a few games or a few weeks or longer, this team still has enough pieces to win games in the NBA. And they they got it done. They blew a big lead. Uh, it was very interesting down the stretch. But Rudy Gobert hit some huge free throws, had a gigantic block, and then kind of the cherry on top dunk at the end to seal the W. They got a big fourth quarter out of D'Angelo Russell. Anthony Edwards contributed. Uh, the guys around that core group uh, chipped in, and they get a win. And the expectation still should be with this team that they can win games. Now, they will be in the Salt Lake on Friday night. We'll get started at 7.30. Our coverage begins, or our play-by-play coverage begins at 8 with Alan Horton. Henry will be on before the game tomorrow night. And Utah came out of the gate hot and took care of business, beat the Timberwolves early. This is the kind of team the Timberwolves should be able to compete, even without Cat, and and get a victory. I, I think the expectation should be that they should win games. And I've said this on these airways, and we could probably go back somewhere in the free Odyssey app or at the website where I said exactly this. I think this is a team that can win. I I think adding Rudy Gobert was interesting. I still feel like they gave up too much. But here's the point I made, and I will make it again. And when you think about the Timberwolves, this is true. If they get a good night out of D'Angelo Russell, they have a very good chance to win the game. If he plays well and he's engaged and hitting shots, they will win that night. If he isn't, and he's disinterested, and isn't all that uh, engaged in the proceedings, they have a very good chance to get beat. This this team still revolves around D'Angelo Russell. Plays well, very good chance to win. Or you get a bad D'Lo night, they're in trouble. And that's the problem with this team, and will continue to be the problem with this team, whether Carl Anthony Towns is healthy or not. Um, he he is a key component, and that's why I thought when he sat at the end of that playoff series with the Memphis Grizzlies, when he wasn't even in there in Game 6, that they were going to move on from this guy. And they didn't. So now they're in this spot, and, and I'm still convinced here in early December, the season revolves around what kind of player they're going to get from D'Angelo Russell. 
and it is a contract year, so maybe as we get deeper into the season, it'll become clearer and clearer to D'Lo that it's in his best interest to bring it night in and night out. And if he does, I think the Timberwolves will be a much better team for it. So we'll see in Utah on Friday night. And then uh, they got another late one on Saturday night. They'll be in Portland against the Trailblazers. Jazz and Trailblazers have been a bit of a surprise early in the year, but they're they're bunched up in the NBA's Western Conference. One other thought before we go to the break, and that is about the Wild. They've been playing pretty well. They go into Calgary. uh, They get beat by the Flames. They got off to a good start, and then uh, the roof of the Saddle Dome caved in. And this is kind of a a tour of the old Northwest Division, the, the the bad old days, if you will, where if the Wild were on the road, chances are they they were somewhere in Western Canada or out on the West Coast, and it, it was a tough schedule. So a kind of a, a throwback week, if you will. Uh, they will get the Oilers on Friday night. That's an eight o'clock our time. Not too bad, and then. The late start with the Canucks on Saturday night at the 9 o'clock, but at least it's not a school night. And then they're right back to play the Oil on Monday night in St. Paul at 7 o'clock. But I, I think this Wild team is, is kind of settled into the mode where um, if things fall right and they stay relatively injury-free, they, they could sneak into the playoffs. But th- this club has constructed. I, I said it before the season. I'm sticking to it. Um, not a legitimate Stanley Cup deep playoff run contender. They might get into the playoffs, but um, I, I, I think the Wild at this point are what they are. Um, if they get some goal scoring and get some goal tending, they, they could win some games, but I, I don't think uh, enough to, to sniff a, a deep playoff run this year. We have much more coming up here on the Lake Show. And around the corner, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about P.J. Fleck. And we'll get into the idea that college coaches are being extended all the time because of recruiting, and they want to throw more money at them. We'll, we'll get into the P.J. Fleck new contract in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. It is good to be P.J. Fleck and a big-time college coach. Contract extension, seven years, $42 million. Uh, pretty good stuff. And I, I, I don't fault the U for doing it because that is a price poker. I, I don't think there's any question about that. If you feel like that person is your coach... You need to keep extending that deal because of recruiting. You don't want that contract to get to the point where other schools, other programs can say, well, I'm not so sure. They haven't locked that guy in. Things are a little unsure. If you come here, our guy's locked in. You know, over there, their guy's not locked in. So so I, I get all of that. But this season has to be considered – a disappointment. It, it has to be. Um, you, you, you look at the Big Ten West and how it turned out. Purdue made 
the Big Ten championship game out of the West. Put up a pretty good fight against Michigan uh, for the most part. You can't fault uh, the Purdue Boilermakers' efforts. I'm not saying they're a terrible team, but they're an average team. They're an average major college football team. And you look around the Big Ten West, Wisconsin down, Iowa down. The, the offense was dreadful this season. And you, you look at the $6 million a year, there's a river of money flowing through college football. Uh, the television money continues to grow. Uh, the college football playoffs growing to 12. There's, there's more and more money flowing into big-time college football, particularly the Big Ten now. They have their own network. They're adding USC. They're adding UCLA. There's a lot of money out there. And P.J. Flex, $6 million. Once again, I'll get back to it. It's a price of poker at this point in time. And if they feel like he is the guy, but there are a couple of things that stand out. Some success against Wisconsin. So he's been able to get the axe and hang on to the axe. But the Badgers are bottoming out. Uh, they made a coaching change midseason. What stands out to me, though, and I've said this for years and years when new coaches have, have come in. you got to be able to beat Iowa. you got to be able to beat Wisconsin on a semi-regular basis. Getting the jug from Michigan is nice, but you don't play Michigan a lot anymore, and that that's a tall order. It's not like the old days where you're getting Michigan uh, home one year, on the road the next. doesn't happen as much. There aren't as many opportunities. But Iowa and Wisconsin, and the over so far in P.J. Flex tenure against Iowa stands out to me. And Iowa's very beatable this year. And, and for me, that's my concern. I get how the game is played. There's all this money you can't afford because it all gets down to what's next. You lose P.J. Flex, someone shows interest, throws 6 $7 million a year in some long-term security, you may lose the guy. So I, I get the game. And the way the game is set up right now benefits head coaches at big-time programs. Uh, you, you see these guys bounce around. You see some guys uh, come back from the NFL to coach in major college because there is so much money out there and so much money to be had. Now the players are starting to wet their beak a little bit, and, and I am in favor of that the name, image, likeness thing, I don't have a problem for it. What once was under the table is now more on top of the table. So so players are getting their share. But but the the men that lead these programs um, are, are getting the lion's share. But I, I would say he hasn't shown me enough. If I was in the AD chair, I, I would have thrown something out like, uh, bring me Floyd and and we'll give you a bump. No Floyd, no bump. But with that, you run the risk of losing him. Chris Tubbs is our producer, and Chris, I know you're you're getting over illness, and I'm glad you're on the comeback trail. But I want to get your thoughts on that in particular, uh, trying to save your voice tonight. But particularly Minnesota-Iowa, Floyd or Rosedale, the over in that category is, is a major downer mm-hmm. for me. And this season is a major downer because it could have, it should have been, so much more. It should have been more, absolutely. But at the same time, when you're talking about P.J. Fleck, where this program had been for years, 
I mean, it was irrelevant. Like nobody was even thinking about go for football. And now you've got those expectations. And I think mostly, Steve, because of 2019. Like that to me is the only reason these expectations are high. You've raised the profile of this program. And I think to me, it's almost as much about keeping the profile of the program up more so than the X's and O's. Because I think on game day, we've seen there there have been some, you know, some flaws in maybe the game, you know, the, the play calling or, you know, the clock management. There are things that you can criticize P.J. Fleck for on the day of. But I think what you're paying for is the exposure and all of the intangibles right now that he's given to this program. And I think yeah, but, to, to me but, that's to me that's why I at least that's the way that I look at it. Yeah, and I I think it is it's the old bird in the hand versus two in the bush or or whatever thing you want to use. And you know, I would argue Glenn Mason had it going. They had some gut-wrenching defeats in the Glen Mason area. He ultimately got canned. And then just the monumental error of bringing in, you know, a, a clown like Tim Brewster. Just an absolute clown show um, in in his time there. Uh, Jerry Kill, the health problems. Uh, Tracy Clay is the yeah. one year along the – and then ultimately P.J. Fleck. There's another thing that stands out. If you're going to be critical of Fleck, sure um, – He's created a brand. I don't buy into that culture. I hate the constant talk about we have a culture here. I'm not. I mean, either you win or lose, and the players are doing the right thing. If you want to throw that under the name of culture, fine. I'm getting, frankly, a little bored with that terminology. It's it's still football. They're kids, um, but his recruiting classes haven't really particularly, you know thought of being a great recruiter but but don't you I mean think, he's but, had but, some wins but yeah. his recruiting cl- classes aren't particularly highly ranked in the big 10 year in and year no out. i i and, and i understand that and i think it's only get going to get tougher now that you've got usc and ucla and sure. the and that nil money that's going to be coming in so uh you know you're going to have to really get creative with your uh with your recruiting um you know i i will say that I do think that for the most part, you know, PJ Fleck, there are, yeah, the, the, um, the classes have not been good. But since Glenn Mason, I think you brought that up. Yeah, Glenn Mason, I think, was really the last time that this program was relevant and felt that, you know, they felt that they got a young coach that they could really claim as their own and, you know, and, and keep him here. Cause I think right now, PJ Fleck, is synonymous with Minnesota more so than any of his other stops. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you look at the recent history of the program, getting rid of Glenn Mason when they did turned out to be a monumental error because of what followed with with Tim Brewster. It, it was a fiasco. Um, and then Jerry Kilrighted the ship, had the health problems, et cetera. Tracy Clays wasn't a fit, and they brought in P.J. Fleck. And, and to me, the contract extension says, you know, we, we know we're, we're still kind of in that middle group, may or may not get to a Big Ten title game at some point. The recruiting classes are record against Iowa. But I also think is we, we may not do better. And that, that's where I think they're at. And, and I'm not ripping them. I'm just saying the reality is 
they they may not do better and they said well it's easier to extend them because we we know what we've got here and who knows but the recruiting class's record against Iowa and what happened this season have to be a disappointment i mean you're you're playing in the cold at Yankee Stadium in the uh bad boy more pinstripe bowl against Syracuse okay um great uh quick break we'll have an update on the weather in a moment Winter meetings in San Diego are over. I love the winter meetings. Uh, you know, Orlando, uh, they were in San Diego this year. Not not sure, recent memory, if they've been to Arizona, but uh, the, the winter meetings, they get together. There, there's usually some deals get done. Uh, some players certainly got paid. Some of these clubs thrown out a lot of million, a lot of money. Uh, millions and millions of dollars. Aaron Judge, uh, the huge payday goes back to the New York Yankees. Uh, really, one of one of the great contract year performances in sports history. Turned down uh, two hundred million plus guaranteed, and uh, parlayed that into quite a bit more. What a year for Aaron Judge! The Yankees can afford it. He gets his payday, and he returns to the Bronx. Twins haven't done much. Uh, to this point, Carlos Correa, uh, where, where, where do you sit on this? We'd, we'd love to open uh, the phone lines, the city's one plumbing talk and text line, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. If they don't get Carlos Correa and they make other moves and they shore up the ball club, maybe they add a frontline starter, add another name position player, would you still consider it a success? Or is it Carlos Correa in your mind or bust? And I, I, I guess it kind of depends. If they don't get Correa, and the talk continues to be that they're still in on Correa and that there is interest, but I think with his agent, Scott Boris, and the the fact that he has a chance to be I, I still think, you know, seven, eight years, I, I keep thinking $250 million or more uh, for Correa. Uh, maybe he wants even a longer-term deal. Uh, some of these guys that were signed, you know, are getting deals that, that push 40. So we'll, we'll see what the dollar amount is. But beyond Correa, if the Twins improve their pitching, improve their everyday lineup, you know, what would it take for you to be impressed by the club this offseason? I, I guess I'm still a skeptic that they will get a deal done with Correa. Chris Tubbs is our producer, and Chris, I don't know how you feel about it. And it, be, because the agent and the idea that he saw what these other guys got, and I think Carlos Correa is every bit the player and leader that, that some of these other guys are, and he's probably thinking, I'm worth three hundred million somewhere. Well, I, I think you've got to figure that you're going to be in that three hundred million dollar ballpark. I think you can kind of look at Xander Bogarts signing that eleven year contract for two hundred eighty million with San Diego, and I, I think you can kind of look. Okay, you're going to be between that and Trey Turner's deal with the Phillies. So to me, you're gonna you're going to be looking at. You know, likely 10 years, but I mean, you could front load that 
and you can have your opt-outs. You can get creative with that. But it's just a matter of what what are they valuing? Are, are they valuing uh, the the overall contract value, you know, the, the total amount of money? Are they looking to set the AAV, the average annual value, which is, you know, what the yearly percentage would be, what the yearly total would be? Yeah. So I, I don't know, like, what it is that they want, but you figure that for what the Twins paid Carlos Correa last year, they have the money to get a deal done if they want. But it does seem like Twins fans are, it's all Carlos Correa. It's Carlos Correa. It's, you know, there, there, there's no backup plan, right? I mean, there, there's no Tim Anderson. Uh, there's no, you know, Dansby Swanson. And I don't even know if, if Swanson, you know, would be interested in coming here. Because the other two big boys are off the market with Trey Turner and uh, Xander Bogart. So, well. And and there there are a lot of clubs, and, and there's been talk about the Giants and the Cubs and so on and so forth. There still are clubs out there that have lots of money to spend and have that money in their budget and also need to make a splash. Now, you know, the, the winter meetings aren't the end all, but we've seen a lot of money thrown around already, and, and there's clubs that still haven't made their moves yeah. so far. Well, and, and, and let's make it clear, the Twins have the money they have the money they absolutely they have it they 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 are not they are not house poor with the amount of cash that they can spend if they want to make it work they can but if they don't spend it on 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 carlos correa uh lake said it the other night and and i agree you got to take that money you got to spend it somewhere spend it on you know carlos rodon or you know you've got to put that money back in but I don't like the Carlos Correa or bust sort of of mindset. I I feel like you've got to leave yourself some flexibility. Now, now we got something on the city's one plumbing talk and text line that's worth throwing out. You know, here, here's someone who said they're going to sign Carlos for three hundred million dollars. Um, I, I remember all the headlines about Joe Maurer's deal, and when they signed Joe Maurer, and they absolutely had to. They were moving to a new ballpark. He had you know, the big year and the final year of the Metronome, you know, they, they had to sign Joe, local hero, all of that. In this case, with with Correa, you know, someone comes in and I would be, if money was no object, or and money is always an object, but in this case, you know, how how much are you willing to commit over how long? You know, what's the budget? And, man, $300 million, when in turn you might be able to split that up into a couple of, I'd like to see some of that money potentially be spent on a frontline starter. I mean, as a Twins fan, would you rather have, okay, uh, an adequate shortstop and pour more of that money into a frontline starting pitching? And, And I'll tell you where i'm going here okay. I, I work with a lot of twins fans uh during the week in the printing business and we we talk a lot of baseball we talk a lot of hot stove and the conventional wisdom is among just fans just, just folks standing around talking baseball men and women they they would rather see the twins go out and spend the money on an ace a a, a guy that if you are able to get this thing to the postseason you can put them out in a game one and maybe a game four 
in a game seven and have a, a really good chance to win the game. Now, is that ace going to come here? We don't know that. But that seems to be the vibe I'm getting. It's like, sure, Correa would be great. But if I had my druthers, would I rather have an absolute front line, lights out, every fifth day, guy who gives you a great chance to win? Yeah, well, you can say that, and it sounds great in theory, Steve. But but here's the problem with that. And, And here's just a stone cold fact. Let's go to Justin Verlander. Two-year deal, $86 million. I'm not smart with math, but I'm pretty sure that's like $43 million a year. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. And then you look at Jacob deGrom. You look at what he got. If you want a front-line starter, you may have to pay more than Carlos Correa. I mean, that's $37 million a year for Jacob deGrom. And, I mean, Carlos Rodon, he might be the only guy out there that really you could call front line, what, maybe, you know, Chris Bassett from the Mets. But then you're, you're getting into that Adam Wainwright, uh, Charlie Morton, um, and I know, you know, Charlie Morton signed a 20 yeah, million. A long yeah, you know, Noah Syndergaard. I mean, that you, you really, you've only got maybe one or maybe two names that are out there. I just, I don't, and there's going to be more demand for those guys than I feel there would be for Carlos Correa. I think that's why we start hearing about Luis Arise being thrown around as a trade chip for a guy like Zach Gallen from Arizona. So, uh, I mean, yeah, in theory it sounds good, but when you look at the market with Verlander and DeGrom already gone, I think, you know, that works against the Twins in this situation. Well, and, and the point of my coworkers when we kick it around and, and heat up the hot stove on company time during... No, I'm kidding. We only do it on breaks. Is Oh, you're such a liar. I don't yeah, even we, see we, it. I know you're lying. We, we only talk MLB on on authorized breaks. But <laughs> So when we, we, do, we go there, the idea is... And, the, and their point is, okay, you, you want to win, you get into the postseason. Twins came up short. I get that. But when you get there, without that frontline starter, do you legitimately have a chance to win it all? And, you know, it's one thing to get to the playoffs, and it's another chance, another to have a chance to win a World Series. And, and the thought is, w- without an ace, w- without a legitimate one-two punch at the top of your rotation, do you, do you have a chance to win it anyway? And, and so I, then yeah. ultimately, what is the goal? Have an ice here and get into the postseason. I, well, while I agree with that during the course of the season, the problem is how do you balance all how, – how do you put yourself in that situation financial-wise? Yeah, it, it might have to be an either-or. But I, I don't think that, you know, okay, going out and getting yourself a starting pitcher free agency-wise, it, it's just it just is not that easy – when you've already got two teams that have spent buco bucks in the last three days, I mean it just it, it is it is so hard for the Twins to put themselves in the conversation. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, still time to get in on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Is it Correa or bust for you? It isn't for me, but is it for you? You know, where, where you're just going to say they don't get Carlos Correa. I. I'm dissatisfied. I, I still think there's a lot to be done. 
to put this team in a position to compete in what still appears to be a very wide open American League Central. It's there for the taking. I, I don't think the White Sox have done anything or or the Guardians have done anything, and then you got the Tigers and Royals where um you know there there there's a good chance you make the right moves, push the right buttons. This can be a team in 2023 that gets to the postseason. Uh, once again, 651-461-9226 here at News Talk. E3O-WCCO. We're going to continue to talk twins following the news and the weather at 7 o'clock tonight. NFL predictions, we get into another week. Vikes, Lions, we'll get into all of that. Chris Thomason of the Pioneer Press uh, will give us an update uh illness showing up on both injury reports uh, for the Vikes and the Lions ahead of that game. But first, the news and the weather in a moment. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.